When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. We're at the headquarters of Frank Warren. I'm joined by Frank Warren. Now, I know we did something on Sunday with Joe Joyce. Um, so, uh, yeah, that gathered, I think, 170,000 views on YouTube so far. Yeah, uh, but there would have been people who hadn't watched it. So, for the purpose of that, I will repeat uh, a few of the questions I asked you on Sunday. But, um, yeah, how was uh, your weekend overall, Frank? Yeah, I had a, a, a nice weekend, nice quiet weekend. Uh, watched a football, some great football on Arsenal one. Top of the league, um, watched the Bucks in obviously, and uh, well, watched a lot of football over the week. I thought the, I thought the Premiership has been brilliant and some really fantastic games and enjoyed them. Well, I didn't have the same sentiment because we got battered by Leeds 3 0. But, anyways, moving on from the Premier League, um, yeah, it's just uh, I know I asked you on Sunday, but I said some people hadn't watched the interview. Um, so, yeah, your reflections, uh, we're speaking on Tuesday now uh, about Joshua's third loss. Well, I just think he got beaten by the better man on the night. I thought he, I thought he tried much harder this time, but um, as I felt before the fight, Usyk has his number, and he has it. And it, and if he fought him, if if he fought him a hundred times, he'd beat him ninety nine times, in my opinion. You know, he, he 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 did try. He caught him with a good shot. Was it in the ninth round? That big big uh, big punch, but he absorbed it, and uh, and came back and won the and won the latter rounds. I thought I thought the judge who scored it. We scored him. Was he five up going into the seventh round? Should have he should not be allowed to judge fights again. It's in, it's disgraceful those things, and I don't understand how some of the media made him win. There's a couple of guys there who are, I'm, I'm shocked at. They thought that he won the fight. I don't know what planet it was on, and his corner at times. I mean, I don't know who it was in the corner who was telling him he's winning the fight. I don't know again what fight they were watching and giving him sort of false sense of. Security. Maybe that's why at the end of the fight, when he heard it was a split decision, or the first announcement, and he thought he'd, he'd, he was going to get it, I think, that's, I think that's the real reason he threw the belts. I think he generally thought he, he won the fight. He stormed off, and I think he got to the you know, near the exit or, or the entrance to the dressing room, and then came back and realised, um, you know, Ab, Ab's, you know, his behaviour was, wasn't really good. And came back, and I think from there it just uh, it, it just tried to retrieve it, and it just got went from bad to worse. 
Okay, yeah, you're referring to Glenn Fellman's scorecard there of 115-113 to Joshua. How did you have the fight, Frank? I thought he won it by four rounds, minimum. And over the 24 rounds that they shared, I know it was a long time ago, but how many rounds did you give Joshua across the 24 rounds? Oh, I can't, I, you caught me on the hop there. <laughs> well, I thought the last fight, I thought he won nearly, I thought he, he was lucky to get two or three rounds in the previous fight. So, you know, what did he get? He's, if, he, if he got eight of those rounds, that would have been about it. Okay. Yeah, that 115-113. If he got that. That 115-113, um, which made it a split decision, yeah, were you uh, shocked by that? Yeah, I was really disappointed. I was disappointed because, you know, every time it... It's, it seems like in fights now we seem to get these controversial decisions, and they shouldn't be controversial, you know. And there is no consequence. I mean, I bang on about this and bang on about. It. There is no consequence to somebody having a poor day judging a fight. You're a football referee. You do this, you get demoted. You go down. You go down a, a level. And that's the same thing. What happens though, because of I don't know connections or whatever it is with the whatever governing body it is they, they, they uh, get another big fight. And I don't think that's right. They should be accountable. They should be accountable for their actions. You know, these, 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 are, these are world sporting world-class sporting events that the world is watching. And this is not acceptable. When he was um, doing that speech, Anthony Joshua, um, what was your initial reaction to that? What were you thinking? I think it was a little bit all over the place. I mean, he's referred to, you know... Uh, like for example, he mentioned that later, or, or I don't know, about the pedigree guys. You know, fighting from their very young age of, you know, very young and going back generations. Um, there's been a lot of fighters who do that who don't make it. There's a lot of fighters who, you know, who come into the game with no experience. Anthony Yard, for example, he only had what 11, 11 fights as a, a as an amateur and came in and has given a good account of himself. And for him, I thought that was strange what he came out with, you know, about Reading Jail. I thought I was always going to sort of go into an Oscar Wilde thing there, the ballad Reading Jail. I mean, it was just, it was like, I just didn't get it. I didn't understand where he was at. I didn't understand where he was coming from. He's a guy who's had great amateur experience, irrespective of what he's saying. He fought in, in big tournaments. He fought in world championships. I'm sure it was Azerbaijan where that, that world championship was, and he got a silver medal. He got robbed there. He won yeah. that. I thought it was a terrible decision. He fought in the Olympics. He's got a gold, he's a gold medal. He's been a pro for what? How many years now? Ten years? Been a world champion, what, good seven years, six, seven years? I'm not sure, or whatever he was. So he's had a wealth of experience, a wealth of experience. And I just didn't get any of that, and I, I just felt it's like, it's like he was... Um, he was trying to justify justify him getting beat. And it's all very well talking about pressure. Everybody who's involved in world title fights has pressure. Both the fighters have pressure. But no one's had more pressure, in my opinion, than Usyk. You know, he's, had, he's training for a fight whilst his country's getting destroyed, getting bombed. He's got family there, the worry of that. You know, the preparation. Who wants to be fighting when that's going on in your homeland? And he did that. Um... And got on with it, and I just felt that I just felt that you know it's a great shame w where he's at with that, and uh, and you know I think the throwing of the belts was uh, was not really <laughs> you know I don't think done himself any favours on that. It's a, it's a shame. It's a it's a great shame. He obviously felt felt 
he felt he won that fight, in my opinion, and I felt that's the way that's why he behaved and then tried to retrieve the situation. A lot of people on social media said that someone from his team should have taken the mic off him or had a word with him um, and sort of prevented the situation from escalating any further. Do you agree with that? Well, you, I mean, you tried to protect him from himself, but the fact is he took the mic himself. You know, it wasn't his microphone. It's like me grabbing your mic now. He took the mic and, and went off on his, on his, on his rant. Um, they could have helped him, but listen, it is what it is. He's, he's done it. You can't turn back the clock. I'm sure he regrets it. He does regret it because you can see from the comments he's, and the, the things he said afterwards. But he's been beaten. He got beaten by a better man. It, it's happened to him. It happens to lots of people, lots of fighters. No one's, you're, you know, you're up and down. The, the mark of a man is how you come back from that. That's where the good fighters come from. Come. He's, he's had, I think he's had a blessed career. A blessed career. You know, where he's come from, he's done extremely well. All that baggage, he did have baggage in what he's brought and made a, and made a, a life for himself. And, he's, and boxing gave him that opportunity. And, he's, and he, he seized it with both hands and he's done extremely well financially. He's secure, I would think, for life now, him and his family. And that's it. Um, what his legacy is going to be, I don't know yet, because I don't know where he's going to carry on boxing or not. I, I have no idea what his legacy will, will turn out to be in the, in the game. As you said, um, he's come out and apologised. He's a human like everyone else. Um, we saw a couple of hours after the incident in the ring in the post-fight press conference where he broke down. He was very emotional. Uh, what did you make of that? Well, it's what he was. He's emotional. I think he, maybe he was a bit... Maybe he was a bit um, Embarrassed about what happened in the ring. I have no idea. I mean, I, you know, I'm not in his head. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, he's he's lost his fight. He'd done his best. He fought better in the second fight than he did in, than he did in the second. Uh, sorry, than he did in the first. He showed more heart in that fight, that second fight, in my opinion, than he did in the first. And he can only do your best. If you do your best, that's all you can do. Be proud that you've done your best. At the end of the day, he was a guy who's got better skills and, 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 and was the better fighter. Thoughts on um, comments from people at Matchroom, um, some of them made to me straight after the fight, that Joshua will be freer now, he can actually enjoy his career. They weren't interested in the belts anyways. Of course they were interested in the belts. I mean, what bullshit is that? I mean, that's like, I mean, that is what it is. It's bullshit. Who's at Matchroom? Who's that who said that? Eddie and Frank Smith. Oh, you mean uh, what the the two amateur psychiatrists? I remember I liked to, you know, what they said about Tyson, all the things they nice things they said about. They talked about mental health. These are the guys who are calling Tyson bipolar and so forth before the fight. If I remember, is that right? Um, Smith. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think bipolar was. I mean, they called him a moron after the fight. And, uh, bipo and bipolar. That's what that. That's what they said before the fight. I mean, Frank Smith, by the only thing he knows, by means two, doesn't it? You know, you buy probably, you got two, two sides. The only buy he knows is two sugars. Okay, let me. I wasn't really going to bring this up, but let me uh, come to this situation. So, your guy Tyson Fury takes social media, has his say on the fight. Um, I think that's what Eddie Earn and Frank Smith were upset about that Joshua's just lost the fight, and Tyson Fury's goading him. Uh, a mental health advocate, Eddie and, and Frank Smith were very vocal about that. Your thoughts? I, I, I don't accept that. You know, it's all goading him. I mean, you know, this has been going on between them and between Matchroom and certainly between uh, Eddie Hearn and Tyson for a long, long time. You know, it is what it is. You know, he, he, he said said what it is. I mean, 
Was he having a mental back breakdown in the ring? If he's had a mental breakdown, then he shouldn't be boxing anymore. Or he's got to wait until he can get his mind clear and do that. I don't know if he had a mental... I'm not a doctor. I have no idea. My opinion of what happened in the ring is really simplistic. He thought he won and, he, and, and said what he said and tried to retrieve the situation. That's my opinion. I may be wrong. Who knows? I'm not a doctor. I don't make out to be a psychiatrist or a doctor. That's, uh, that's for other promoters. Um... I'm, I'm with Tyson all the way. I have no problem with what Tyson said. He said he'd beat both of them. That was the that was the general what he meant. I can beat both of these fellas, and I agree with him. He can. Well, uh, did you speak to Tyson after the fight on Saturday? Yeah, I spoke to him before and after and during. What did he say to you? Exactly what I just said. He said oh, he said these two guys are both made for me. Just a, a last one on Joshua. Of course, he's pledged his long-term future to the zone. That was his last fight with Sky Sports Box Office. He's had a, a long, long run with them right from the start. Um, as I said, this is his third loss in five fights. He's uh, going to be a shareholder at the zone as well. So what do you think the zone are thinking at this point? I'm sure they're too happy, are they? I mean, they, you know, they've done the deal based upon the fact, I'm sure, that they thought he was going to win the fight. Well, he hasn't won it. And they don't like belts, so what world title fights are you going to fight for if they don't like belts? Okay, moving on to the uh, question that everyone once asked of you. Um, has there been any movement on this potential undisputed fight? I, I appreciate it's early days. It's Tuesday. It's only a couple of days after the fight. But um, has there been any conversation with Team Usyk? We had conversation before the fight. And they're free agents. Uh, manager Alec. Alex and uh, Aegis, there's no problem with either of them. They're good people, and there won't be a problem making this fight. There's no problem making this fight. It's where it's going to take place to be the, the issue and generating the income to satisfy both boxes. OK, can I ask, has there been any approaches from the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, Prince Khalid about staging Fury v Usyk? No. Okay. Uh, it's reported that Saudi, um, before this fight, had a date penciled in on December 17th, the day before the World Cup final, about staging this undisputed fight. Of course, that undisputed fight would have to be between Fury and Usyk. So is that a potential Saudi December 17th? I have no idea. We've not had a conversation about it. We've had no conversation with them about it. It, it. At the moment, it's a fight that both the fighters want to make, and it's an historical fight. This is four belts. It's probably the biggest fight since Ali Frazier. I really do think Phillips being it because they're both undefeated. Tyson's the best of his generation, according to some quarters that Usyk's the best pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world. Um, it doesn't get any better than that. This is the blue-ribbon event of world boxing, the heavyweight championship for the four belts, to find out who's the best, who's the best heavyweight on the planet. These things happen very, very... Well, they happen very rarely. Um, and... If a country wants to, or a, a, somebody wants to host this event, then they're going to have to dig deep. We can't get the fight on over here until um, next spring at the earliest, because if it were going to go on over here, it'd have to be at Wembley. Um, and we want to get it away before uh, the end of the year. So to get it way beyond the year, there's, there, there, is, there, there has been interest from uh, various places, and uh, we'll go where the money is. Okay. Just on the UK front, it's Cardiff not an option because they got the roof? No, because the, uh, we can't generate the income that's needed, what these guys want. Okay, that's fair enough. Okay, well, I know everyone wanted Fury Joshua, had Joshua won, but in some ways, uh, this undisputed fight 
is it a relief because as you said that the TV broadcaster situation, the politics side seem much more straightforward. There isn't really any politics. There aren't any politics or TV in the way of this, and uh, it is a much easier fight to to get on. And say the only the only thing that's that's uh, going to be an issue is is uh, where we generate the most money from. Okay. I know you said you were having talks before the fight. Have you spoke to either Alex Krasik or Ias Klimas since the fight? Uh, no, but my son has spoken to Alex, and I know Bob's spoken to Igis. We know Alexander Usyk wants to fight. I know Tyson Fury will come out after the fight on Saturday and said he'll come out of retirement and he wants to fight Usyk. Are you confident this fight gets made? I'm confident. The fight's made. You know, Both parties want it, so there's no big problem in this getting this fight made. It's where it takes place and how we, how we satisfy the boxer's financial demands. That's really it. Is December the most likely month? Well, you, you've got to ask Usyk, really, because he's just come out of a fight. Tyson's good to go. He's been, he trains regularly, as you know, so he'd be, he'd be ready, I'm certainly, for November, December. No problem with him, but Usyk's just had a, you know, he's had 12 rounds. I'm sure he won't have a break, so it's, gonna, it's really up to him. Well, I mean, what, August, we're in September, October, November. He'll have a fair few months. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he will. But, you know, he's, he's lots of things going on in his life between, yeah. besides boxing. And there's, you know, some terrible things going on in Tyson's life as well. He just lost his cousin. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's, been a, that's been a dreadful time for, you know, for, for, the, for their families. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. There's Rico Burton tragically uh, passed away. Uh, obviously, Tyson Fury's cousin. Due, due to knife crime. Yeah. Um, obviously, a massive situation ongoing in this country has been for a while, knife crime. It has. It's dreadful, and it's it just gets worse and worse. You know, Mark Prince lost his son to 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 this um, a few years ago, and it just continues on a daily basis in every city in the UK, and nothing seems to be done about it to 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 stop the, the you know the perpetrators of this. There is no there's no there's no consequence. It seems that you get caught carrying a knife, you get a warning or whatever it may be, and even if you and when they commit the atrocious crime. They still don't seem to get, you know, much much of a jail term for it. And in the meantime, you know, some poor mother or father and families have to have to suffer the dreadful consequences of losing a child. It's awful, or a, or a brother. Yeah, uh, all thoughts uh, go to the Burton family um, on that tragic loss. And a, a word on Alexander Usyk as well, um, of course. God knows what was going through his head in the last few months um, to come out like he did on Saturday and box the way he did. Uh, a word on that, please. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, you, you know that is that that is that that's. I mean, you, that, there's photos of him, isn't there? With you know, with with the rifle, you know, or machine gun, whatever he had. You know, with the other soldiers and troops. I mean, their homeland's getting destroyed. It's getting bombed on a daily basis. Um, you can't even, you know, you, you, you can't even contemplate some of this stuff. And yet, through all that, all he managed to train for a fight and win a fight. Frank, I saw an interview on Seconds Out um, where Marisha Suleiman declared that Tyson Fury has till Friday. Now, I didn't watch the interview, I just saw that headline. So, what is Mauricio getting at there? Well, there's no problem. Tyson, first of all, he has no mandatory due, and secondly, he's going to defend, he's, he's, go, he's going to get, participate in a unification fight. Okay. So, in terms of the rest of the heavyweight division, um, your two guys, Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce, are in pole positions, and of course, Philip Hergovic as well. Let's start with Philip Hergovic. I know you mentioned it on that interview with Joe I did with you on Sunday. Um, his thoughts uh, on his win over Zelai Zhang. A lot of 
people had Zeli winning the fight? I thought he won it. I thought, yeah, Zeli won it. I thought he won the fight. Um, I think it was a great decision. Um, what did I think of Hergovic? I was That's the first time I've really seen him, you know, watched a whole fight with him. And I was, I've got to be honest, he, I was quite disappointed. He seemed he was all over the place. I didn't know where he was at in the fight. You know, a couple of moments in there, you know. But, um, you know, what does he bring to the table at the moment? Not a lot. Well, he did get the decision, so he is uh, in line for the IBF shot. You've got Joe Joyce and Joseph Parker, the winner of that, will be the WBO mandatory, and Daniel Dubois at the moment is obviously WBA regular champion and WBA mandatory. I'm sure he'll have a fight before he gets his world title shot. But do you know who's next in line out those three? I'm not sure, and you can't hold me to it, but I think it'd be the BO. Okay, I know. I know. I'm not sure Okay. I know you said I can't hold you to that um, and you think it's the BO but wasn't the BO the last one with Usyk? Uh, but that, uh, that was a, a long uh, that, that had been outstanding for a while anyway but that's how I understand it is but obviously let the organisations will tell you what it is I mean you know pick up the phone and ask them but that's how that's how I believe it is Okay so hopefully we get this undisputed fight with Fury and Usyk we know Hergovic has won his IBF final eliminator as I said the winner of Joyce and Parker, uh, live on BT Sport Box Office in Manchester on your card, will be the WBO mandatory. In terms of WBA, Daniel Dubois is sitting pretty at top, but he will have a fight, you said, before that world title shot. Has there been any development on that with Daniel? No, we're still working, and I expect something to be uh, hopefully over the line by the end of the week, early next week, and I hope we can do a press conference next week. Okay. Again, uh, I've, no, I've asked you this two or three times. Strong rumours that it's Dillian White. Can you make any comment on this? I can. That's four times you've asked me. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was sharp, Frank. Um, all right. Well, uh, I'll see you at a press conference next week for Daniel Dubois. Um, so, yeah, uh, moving on from uh, the heavyweight. Actually, just uh, one last question on Daniel Dubois. Has there any, been, uh, any movement on him getting paid from Don King? Um, n- I've not, not been confirmed, but I understand that. I'm told that there are moves to pay him. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, okay, uh, moving on. Uh, you told me last time that um, due to a potential injury for Arbetbev, uh, that fight with Anthony Yard might go on in the spring um, rather than the back end of this year. So what's the situation with Arta? Is he injured? That's what I've been told by uh, Top Rank. That's what we were told. And, uh, we, you know, so we, we, but we want, we're not going to let Anthony sit around. If that's the case, he will, he will have a fight. And if that, hopefully, then they get the fight on sometime in January. Okay. If that's if if that's the case, but that's what we've been, that's what we've been told. Okay. We saw uh, on the card on Saturday, Callum Smith uh, get a knockout victory. Um, he's in in line for that WBC shot with Arta Beterbiev. So what's the situation there? Well, he's got to wait, hasn't he? Because the WBO title fight is is due, and and we've agreed terms for that to take place. Um, with uh, with top rank, so that's a done deal. So, but he's got a great alternative fight. Buetti. There's a great fight there for them too, isn't it? I mean, it's what we did. We put, you know, we did we did the fight between our two guys and got it on. So, uh, you know, they can do the same thing. Why why wouldn't we? That's a great domestic fight to make. It's a sim- similar situation when, of course, uh, Asiad is mandatory uh, for the WBO. Um, Whilst that situation was occurring, you had uh, Eddie saying that, why don't you make the Boatsy fight with Yard whilst 
Anthony's waiting for that shot. Is that what you're saying they should do with Callum and, and JB? Yeah, we, you know, we made Lyndon. Lyndon was number one, and he fought Anthony. Uh, well, Anthony was number one, and he fought Lyndon, and we did the, we did that made a rematch of that fight, and that's got Anthony is now fighting uh, Berbiev. So that fight's on. While they're waiting, that's three belts he's got. So while they're waiting, it's tied up. Why don't they just make that fight between the two of them? It's a great fight. Well, I'd make that in a heartbeat. Okay. Um... We saw on the weekend uh, a fresh call out uh, from Tommy Fury to Jake Paul. Now we know Jake Paul probably is going to be in Manchester for Joyce Parker fight week because uh, he's got Amanda Serrano on your card. So firstly, I'll start there. Um, was part of that getting Amanda on? Um, was there conversation about Jake Paul coming to fight week? No, I, I didn't. I didn't do the deal. You know, my son did the deal. George did the deal. So that's. Uh I'm sure he'd come over, and I don't know for definite, but I'm sure he'd come over because obviously he's a, he's a promoter and he's he's you know he's he's pretty much uh, you know hands on in as far as his promotions concerned. He'd be in Manchester, and uh, Tommy Tommy lives in Manchester. I'm sure we might be able to get them together and work something out. Yeah, that would be an interesting I would situation. Like to do that. And Tommy certainly would like to do it. So we'll see what happens when Jake gets here. Definitely, that would be interesting. Uh, Jake and Tommy both in Manchester. Saw reports going around that potentially Demetrius Andre and Zach Parker can be rescheduled. Is that true, Frank? I see today that he's now vacating his middleweight belt and going up to super middleweight. So if that's what he's going to do, uh, I got to speak to the, the BO today, and I only, only read that earlier this morning. So and because of the time difference, uh, I'll give them a call in a couple of hours, and we'll know if it is. If it, if he's coming up, we you know we'll get the fight on. But no, we, we had no problem with it. We, you know, we bid for it, so put it on. It's not um, Zach's fault that it got cancelled. So uh, let's see where we go with it. But I'd, I'd like to make that fight, yeah. Okay. In terms of uh, your cards, just to close off this interview, you've got, as I said, September 24th live on BT Sport Box Office. Joyce v Parker in Manchester. The week before, um, you're going on the Friday night. You're called Denzel Bentley is back in he- uh, in action, headlining. Um, on September 16th. Uh, yeah, just talk me through that card. Yeah, it's a good card. He's fighting uh, Marcus Morrison, so it's a decent little fight, that. And, uh, you know, I, I want to see him see him uh, obviously back out again. And, uh, you know, it, it, that, that I like Denzel. I think he's I think he's really a, a true, true warrior. I mean, he, 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 he comes through that fight. We've got Hamza will be out as well in, uh, in October. And who knows, next year we can get those two together. I think that'd be a big fight. It'd be a good, good East End fight, that. Definitely would be. So you've got your two cars in September, and then you just said that Hamza's going to be out in October. So how many cars are you looking at in, in October, Frank? Uh, we would do a couple in October, a couple in November, um, and we may do one in December. Furiosic. <laughs> Maybe. All right, well, that's enough from me, I think. Uh, Frank Warren, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Is there anything you'd like to add uh, to the people before we close off? No, I can't think of anything. We're all good, aren't we? It's just all good. Yeah, it's, this, is, this heavyweight thing gets more and more exciting every day. Some good fights. I, mean, I just hope we can get this over the line with uh, Tyson and Usyk. I think it's a, it's a tremendous fight. I think everyone watching will uh, agree with that. Frank, thank you for your time. Yeah, I put my dad in the street again. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.